Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Engadget Podcast. Uh, this is the last episode of the year. I'm pretty excited. Sherlyn is also very excited <laughs> and using this opportunity to make Dana uncomfortable. I'm going to say that line again. You both have very nice mouths today. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it a little bit. So a little bit. To be clear, that is not what she said offline. Yeah, off, yeah. offline it was it's like much, much It's like a G-rated version of what she said offline. Yeah, because it's, you know, we're on air now. Yeah, when, once we get off the air, then though, it's, it's, Dana's going to have to report you to HR. You know that, right? We, 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 well. <laughs> By the way, joining me. Sherlyn Lowe, Reviews Editor. I'm sad now. Hi! <laughs> and Dana Woolman, Managing Editor. Hello. Uh, this is Dana's day off. Dana is technically on vacation. So far in my vacation, I have packed for CES. I have written part of a laptop review, which I will continue after this. And here on the podcast, and I was also watching marathons of HGTV and hating everyone on every episode. So I really know how to vacation. You are... An expert vacation. Killing it. Yeah. yeah. You've also it. been like re- replying to my emails and slacks, not just mine. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I've, yeah. I've not given up on email been, at yeah. all. To be clear, Dana doesn't know how to do vacation no. at all. She has no clue. Uh, okay. We'll see. Also, to be clear, this is not my fault. Dana was coming into the office anyway. I did sure. not call her in to do the podcast during sure. her vacation. This is true. She was coming in to do a, a review video regardless. You did call me in from my non-vacation to do yeah, this well, podcast. Yeah, well, you're working. <laughs> you are not on vacation. You were doing your job. I was doing my job. Yeah. Darn it. Okay. Uh, so, you guys excited that this, this year is finally winding down? We're getting ready to head off to CES on New Year's Day. That's how we're going to kick I'm, off 2017. I'm at the point where I'm slightly excited about my trip to Vegas. I know it's going to fade, and I'm going to regret saying that, but right now I'm, I'm a little excited. For CES. Uh, I'm first of all excited that we don't do Flame Wars today because yes. that is a pain in the butt. But um, <laughs> let's be real. But uh, I, I am kind of excited. It's my first CES with Engadget. Yep. It's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a thing. It's, uh, <laughs> I hope there's no hazing or I hear mm. there's a lot of free snacks. Right. Snacks yeah. in the trailer. That's all you need to yeah. think there's about. N- there's yeah. no hazing unless you count getting yelled at by me like at pre-show events hazing have you are you going to do that to me though i don't think you are i gonna, mean you never i don't think you have the ball to yell at me um yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see i mean you, you do a pretty good job you don't give me much reason to yell not yet <laughs> dana on the other hand me? will dana yell at me what are we me? What are, uh, yell moi actually i don't think dana's ever yelled in my entire time actually i was implying that i would yell at dana but. oh well then I actually don't think I've ever done that. Dana terrifies think, me. Yeah, exactly. I was like, if you're not going to yell at me, you're less likely <laughs> to yell at her. Like, come on. Um, so as you mentioned, though, we are not doing Flame Wars today. We so are doing, excited. We're, we're, we're just going to talk a little bit. Uh, last week, we covered all of the winners of 2016. We're doing our big year in review coverage. You should mm-hmm. be covering, you know, following all of that stuff on the site, the listeners, viewers, all that stuff. Really great stuff going up. Uh, this week is all about the losers of 2016. Losers. Is that why we're here, though? Like, because we're the... Yeah, well, that's I'm why I opted out of the winners episode. Because you're not a winner? Yeah, yeah I'm okay. the least that. winnerist on Definitely. the yeah. staff. You least wrote, winnerist? Yeah. Yes, least winnerist. Well, it's the last week of the year. We'll, we'll let him have one. Okay. Yeah. Sherlyn's the least winningest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And then you're the least winnerist. Yeah. And I'm Mount Everest. What's going on? <laughs> what? My brain is just. It's just gone. Yeah. 
Um, okay, guys. Yeah, we're <laughs> off to a good start. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so we, we've got a whole bunch of stuff going up on the site. You should go read all of it. Um, one of the articles, uh, I don't know if it'll be up by the time the podcast goes up, but it's all about Yahoo's year interview. Mm. We're going to skip that today because I spent the last episode I was on, not the last episode because two I was weeks out ago. sick, yeah. sick um, but <laughs> two weeks ago, yelling and cursing about Yahoo. Um, so if you want to see Terrence drop a lot of F-bombs and just throw his hands up in frustration, go watch that episode, uh, episode 18. We both go down together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not open the show with uh, the title of this episode. Do it now. I'm failing at my job, guys. I am a terrible it's host. It's an everyday thing with you. It's yeah, fun. somebody should fire me when this is over. Uh, so this is episode 20. Uh, I can't stand up for falling down. Um, and yeah, we're going to be looking back at some of the saddest stories, in a way, of the year. Let's yeah. start with one of the biggest garbage fires, Twitter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, God, where do we even start with Twitter? Dana, where do you think we should start? Um, it's such a garbage fire that it drove away all of its potential Seems. suitors. Yes. That is, that is a true thing. So, and now it's, it's up to Twitter to fix itself. And um, I'm not entirely sure they know how to do that, do you? Right. Then just like a whole bunch of executives leave that company too, right? Their COO, their chief, like their vice president. The most recent product. thing, yeah. 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 So how many companies were in the running to purchase them? At least five. There was like Google, Salesforce, Microsoft, Disney, Disney Verizon. Yeah. Disney, which, which sort of most notable of all was like, wait a minute. Twitter has a trolling problem. This might be off-brand for us. Like <laughs> <laughs> you think? Yeah. Oh. I mean, and to be clear, Twitter is like a giant company with a giant user base. It's, by most measures, fairly successful. Yeah. It shouldn't have an issue finding a, a buyer. I think it was more like an internal debate for them whether or not they wanted to sell in the first place. And there were reports that, like, first of all, yeah, they had a lot of people disagreeing whether they should be sold. Like, I think the the founder, Jack, didn't want to sell, but most of the other C-suite executives were like, no, we should sell. So I think that's the main problem. Rather than, like, ability to find Mm -hmm. someone to buy, it's more of desire. I think that sort of mirrors an identity crisis they're already having, right? Um, are they a social network? Are they mm. a video streaming company? Or are um, they just, uh, a media company in general? Yeah, Just similar debate going on at Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Right. I mean, if they can't decide that, is, here's the thing, if they can't decide that, how do they know what their priorities should be? True. And, and I, above all, certainly fixing the trolling problem has not been a priority. Yeah. Um, it is not. Yeah. <laughs> so no. between... Not not being able to decide whether or not they want to sell themselves and ultimately not being able to find a suitor. Having no idea what they are. Um, and I think there, there's been some mixed messaging around what they should be. Uh, I, at some point, I believe Jack Dorsey said something about how they are a news organization, mm. theoretically. Um, although I don't know how you run a news organization without reporters and journalists, but hey, whatever. Yeah. That's small, minor detail. Um, but yeah, I think probably the biggest problem for them all year has been this trolling thing. That's uh, abuse and harassment has been like a, a, a gargantuan problem for them for a couple of years now, and it doesn't seem like they've really taken it seriously. I think this, for me, links to another issue. Not to quickly, so quickly jump away from your issue, but the the thing is between Facebook and Twitter, they're sort of similar, but Facebook has like a huge like a much wider and more ver- like diverse user base than Twitter does. Twitter is basically stuck to people who are really into the internet. And that, yeah. like a majority of that population is trolls. Like people who spend most of their lives on the internet are mostly going to be like happy sending bad comments on sites. So To be clear, I think Twitter had this trolling problem, has had it for a while. I mean, yeah. since even before Gamergate, which was not a mm. 2016 no. phenomenon. But I think this year, um, people like Leslie Jones sort of mm. gave um, a human, famous, recognizable face to um, this victimization and harassment that's been going on. So do you think they're kind of, they, things are only getting worse now at the end of the year, or are they starting to figure it out? A- Twitter it has rolled out some 
tools for people to use. So something is better than nothing. Um, you could argue, too, that it's too little too late. Um, more specifically, I would say that some of the tools they've rolled out seem to be more reactive than preventative. Mm-hmm. So to, to, if you're taking advantage of these tools, you probably are already being harassed. You're not yeah. preventing it. Yeah. Um, and some of their tools kind of, I, and I guess I hesitate to even call them tools because they're actually pretty passive, mm. um, are stuff like that, like the, the quality filter to like clear out your mentions and stuff, um, which doesn't really do anything about the root problem of abuse and harassment. It just kind of hides it from your view. Like, you have to go out of your way to look for it, but it all still exists. It's still there. It doesn't punish the people who are... Yeah. Yeah. Um, who are doing it. Like, they don't shut down their accounts mm-hmm. or anything. I actually didn't even realize how that worked until fairly recently. Oh, uh, I still don't know how it works. Well, I didn't understand that it was... Uh, I thought it was only filtering out notifications for things. Mm. I didn't realize that... Um, uh, the, the way it filtered was a little bit more complex than that, and so like, had to, I ended up clicking through on a tweet it's of something at some point uh, that somebody replied to and I saw all of these replies to something I was like oh yeah I was like what is all of this I was like oh oh like it was, all hidden was taken from aback at how horrific totally <laughs> and I mean yeah to, to really enjoy Twitter's uh, that filter you also need a modicum of self-control which is a lot to ask of which I have not of people <laughs> yeah you do not it does sort of put the onus on the potential abused people um, to not look to not look. Um, but, I mean, that's not a solution. Right. No, it's not. Ju- I'm sorry. Just ignore the people who are sending death threats your way and uh, I, you know, I'm just hurling slurs how, at you. How much better that is, or how much poorer that is, really, than what Instagram implemented earlier this year and Facebook's long-existing um, services that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, they've all kind of had issues with it. Yeah. Instagram, uh, I believe we, we had this conversation earlier this year, Dana, about how they also mm-hmm. were having a similar issue with failing to get on top of the trolling problem, the harassment problem. Right. It's it, it sort of magically right after I wrote that editorial panning their poor efforts at preventing harassment, they, they got their asses in gear a little yeah. bit. Are, are you going to take personal credit for getting Instagram to take harassment seriously? Um, I should. take a little bit of credit. I okay. think you should, yeah. <laughs> the timing was just very funky on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're welcome, Internet. Yeah. Everybody send D- Dana Woolman a thank you card for helping clean up Instagram. Can we also really quickly talk about how Vine just died and then came back to life and then like... Wait, it came back to life? It did sort of get resurrected, yeah. Wait, oh, I missed this. Yeah. There, um, yeah. Partially because I don't give a shit about Vine. No one really does, so yeah. I guess I understood And like a third of the Engadget staff gives a shit about Vine. Yeah. yeah Mostly Dan th- Cooper, but yeah. A third of the Engadget staff gives a shit about Vine and the Engadget staff probably accurately represents like one percent of the population yeah, just yeah <laughs> so like if even the entire engadget staff can't get behind this thing it was doomed you know, to fail from I moment don't, one i don't have the energy or the creativity to make vines mm-hmm. myself but i did always really enjoy watching other people's and they yeah. were kind of a pioneer in that there were some funny ones space there too. was some good ones yeah. i mean it's just hard to get super excited about six-second loops of stuff. I mean, I, I appreciate what certain people were able to accomplish in that yeah. restrictive thing. I just don't need, know that we need a platform specifically designed for six-second loops. Uh, of so video. just another fail, basically, on Twitter's yeah. part. Yeah. Um, I made a small loop of um, involving Trout the other day. I don't know if you saw it. I missed that. Oh, it, you, you missed the, the loop of Trout and my mom trading I video messages. I saw that one. So good. It was Wait, on your what? Instagram. Yeah. I'll show you after. Okay. Anyway, but to, uh, <laughs> without Vine, I, I use the iMovie app to make that, which, which was easy enough, but probably um, a little more of a pain in the ass than yeah. Vine oh, okay. would have been. Um, so I think between Yahoo and Twitter, those are probably the two uh, companies that suffered the most in 2016. But a pretty close third place is <laughs> definitely Samsung. Yep. Um, we had a bunch of really obvious picks for Losers yeah. Week when we came up with this package of yeah. stories. Twitter was obvious. Yep. Samsung, really obvious. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how many things did they have that exploded this year? Phones, washing machines. machines. Were there notebooks? No notebooks, but, you know, with even with the phone, the exploding phones, it wasn't just like... It was a saga that 
really was drawn out yeah. to Samsung's detriment. Yeah. Yeah. It was the gift that keeps on giving for tech journalists, basically. Yeah. And it, un- it unfortunately kind of like caused a lot of other products to get in the you know, in the media attention, like, you know, of a Galaxy S7 exploding somewhere on its own wouldn't have made news if not for the fact that Note 7s on the whole were just exploding anyway. I don't know if I heard about exploding S7s. I heard about, like, not an S7, but an older Note that exploded. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. but, but, I mean, it raised questions about the rest of Samsung's products right. in general. You know, mm-hmm. Whether or not there were confirmed reports of, like, mass explosions of the Galaxy S7, people went, the Note 7 is exploding, that's concerning. We need to at least be somewhat wary of Samsung's other products, especially because they can't seem to figure out what the hell was causing the problem. It was bad for their brand. And I mean, here's the thing. Even though the recall itself is now done. Finished, more or less. It's, yeah. you know, you still hear the, the name Samsung now every time you get on a plane in yes. the U.S. Which, one of my favorite stories, by the way, of the year, one of my favorite stories is the plane that was, like, temporarily grounded because some asshole... <laughs> Like named his Wi-Fi hotspot Samsung Note, n- 7. Note Seven on an airplane. <laughs> like that guy's a dick, but, a but also bravo. Yeah, well trolled. Hats off. Yeah. Um, and the airlines, right? There's been mixed messaging. Sometimes they'll just say, "Put like no Note Sevens on this plane." But haven't there been some airlines that have actually just said, "You can't bring it on." No Samsung. Um, I haven't seen anything that says no Samsung, uh, but I have seen uh, people saying that you can't bring the Note 7 on. And even when it first started happening, um, before, like, the recall was in full effect, Mm. they were already saying um, you can't turn them on, period. Like, even in airplane mode, you can't use the Note 7. It needs to be completely powered off on the plane. Um, I remember seeing that sign on my way back from Seattle in September. Mm. I was on vacation. I was like, this is is kind of hilarious that there's a giant, like crappily printed sign at the boarding gate. Samsung's brand and name is everywhere, just not in a way that it ever would have hoped for. Maybe nope. bad publicity is good? Nah, no. No. There's that's no that's not a thing. We discussed this, said, this part before. The Note brand can't possibly come back. No, the Note brand needs to die. Um, it's really unfortunate because the Note brand was pretty good for, for... But now they need something else. I mean, this was one of our top mm. rated phones ever yeah. and of, of the year before it, you know, this happened. Expect- before it started blowing up. Yeah. And... Um, Typically, what they do is is they'll have two rounds of flagship phones every yep. year. There's the you know S- this year was the S7 and S7 Edge in the spring, and mm-hmm. the Note was going to be the flagship for the back half of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, what do they do? Rename it, come up with something else altogether. So they need to both salvage their brand and come up with some new, also great idea. Yeah, but at the same time be able to guarantee that this will not happen again. Which I don't know that they can do because they, they still haven't figured out what caused it in the first place, right? I think a lot of people were speculating it was trying to cram such a large battery into such I've a slim I've heard we, that. We covered in our own, yeah. own yeah. story, but that... Still isn't really confirmed. It came from an outside researcher and not... Yeah. Um, in a way, I, I trust an outside researcher and want to hear what they say because they're not um, beholden to Samsung, but it is troubling that... Um, Samsung isn't proffering any Reason. answers at all. It's yeah. just it, it's befuddled in public and maybe yeah. in private. You know what? What do you think this means for the S line, though? The the regulars. I think it's it's going to continue. Um, it has to continue, right? What else? Yeah. Else are they going to do? These well, you think it'll like best selling phones? That they're you know really they sell well, well. Do you think it's just the Note brand that's tarnished, or is it the Galaxy line as a whole that now is coming to question? More more Note. I mean, I agree more than Note. Like, I still have faith in the S line myself, and there's a lot of rumors still flying around about what the S8 will bring about. So I think people are still excited about that. It's it's interesting. So Chris Velasco, our mobile editor, wrote up the Samsung story for Losers Week, and although it's not a good thing for Samsung that it made our losers list, um, Chris ended his story on a somewhat hopeful note, I thought, just giving us the perspective of looking back on some other companies that have... Um, mm had recalls or had big public relations disasters and that were able to climb back from that. So um, in this editorial he wrote, he seemed to believe that um, not all was lost for Samsung, at least not long term. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think Samsung's kind of carved that space for itself where it's pretty firmly on top of the Android phones market. And that's a big market. They are doing pretty... I think they have a chance to come back as well. I mean, I think his perspective is, is correct. I mean, people are still yeah. buying Toyota vehicles. 
mm-hmm. and Volkswagen vehicles. Just by the recalls. Um, and I think a faulty car is a worse thing to buy than um, an overheating phone. Well, those are those are slightly different, though. I mean, the, the Volkswagen thing wasn't going to kill you. It was... A dishonest a, company. A dishonest company. Toyota, and, and Toyota was primarily uh, airbags, wasn't it? That was um, what the recall was about? I thought it was brakes. I think some, I remember an airbags one. I just don't remember the exact company. So, and I'm just looking it up. I it have was, the internet at my disposal. I don't, as you can see. Um, phone. It's in airplane mode because I'm. Because you're cool. Um, like I have good manners. I'm going to turn my So, <laughs> yeah. No, it was a, it's an airbag thing. So, okay. I mean, it. But it was a safety thing. It's a safety thing, but it's, it's not that the car is defective in that the car will actively harm you. It's that if you get yourself in a place where you're going to be hurt, the car may not protect you as but well as it's bad. supposed that's, to. Yeah, I, I mean, know, it's bad, t- but it's different than a phone literally exploding. Explode, yeah. Like, <laughs> if the brakes don't work and you can't stop the car, that's a better comparison yeah. as opposed to uh, the airbags not working. Because it's not like the car is causing you to crash and die. The car is just failing to would, protect you properly. But a car is, is more of an investment piece. You spend so much oh, money sure. on it, and you own it for longer. And if I were a car shopper, I don't know if I would consider a company that had just recently had a massive recall and that appeared to have ignored the problem it was aware of in the first place. A phone, I don't think an exploding phone's good, but at least the phone is more of a commodity yeah. in the first place. Well, this is why I'm never going to buy phones or cars ever again. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to communicate with everybody via telegram and bike everywhere. Until you forget about the Samsung scandal, and then you'll buy a Samsung phone again. If you don't like the Pixel better. Yeah, or the Pixel. I mean, I already have the Pixel, and I love it. Yeah, Yeah. but that's beside the point. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't care about your thoughts, really, Terrence. Nobody does. Nobody, yeah. Um, You know who's not going to recover from 2016, though? Us. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that later. That's entirely possible. I was going to say Theranos uh, or Theranos. How do you pronounce that? I actually have no idea. Theranos. Theranos. Okay. Sure. I almost said Theranos. But yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be completely honest. I'm not a hundred percent caught up on the um, story here. Dana, are you a little bit more connected with this? I know you did edit this sto- this piece, right? Or did I? I did. You did. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and really, not much to know. I think you actually probably know more about this than you think you do. Um, this this company was the darling of the um, venture capital world. It was, you know, this um, startup, really highly valued. Um, it all started with this Wall Street Journal piece so, from late last fall. So technically, so, this began as a 2015 story. Yeah. And it, it, Can we quickly recap just what they do as well? Because I think there's some oh, people yeah. out there who might not be familiar yeah. with the company. Right, so um, the the quick um, blood testing using just a prick of of blood, um, avoiding people having to um, go sit and have you know all that st- blood just Which? drain into a vial. Ugh. we all hate. Yeah, Ugh. what? I and love you it know, now. Theranos had had. I almost passed out the last two times. <laughs> It was really bad. This technology was designed to be used in places like drugstores where you could just pop in and quickly quickly have your test. Yeah. And they partnered with... Walgreens. Walgreens, yes. Mm -hmm. So things looked like they were going to be going going pretty well. Great. It was highly valued. The CEO, Elizabeth Holmes, is my age. She's 32 now. Um, uh, I think Stanford graduate, so she she seems um, to have a really bright future ahead of her. And then this um, investigative Wall Street Journal piece, the first of many, came out late last year, calling into question the technology. Um, and then, indeed, uh, that sort of set off this wave of of scrutiny. And indeed, um, there. Uh, some of the test results did have to be um, voided, which is terrible when you're dealing with human patients, yeah. right? Um, who want an accurate diagnosis, um, whether it's bad yeah. or good. So these test results had to be voided um, eventually. And it, was, and it was not, and it was no small amount of them, it was, right? It was yeah. like a pretty significant, it wasn't like 5%, it was like 30, 40% or something like that. It was that, right? many, yeah. I forget the exact number, but it was a lot. And I'm, I'm trying to find it in the piece. Enough right certainly now. for Walgreens to um, 
put the brakes on this partnership. Mm. And throughout, um, Theranos really didn't take much responsibility, um, was really quick to cast blame on other people's, at, but even counter-suing yeah. um, partners like Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, similar to what we were just talking about with the Samsung recall, there was a bad thing that happened in the first place, but then um, was really drawn out um, in a way that reflected badly on the company. And that's that's the part that probably um, Made Theranos, it. at the very least, could have controlled. Yeah. I have the accuracy figure for you if you want it. Okay, um, internal paperwork said that the test was accurate 95% of the time, but in reality, that figure was somewhere between 65 and 80%. And mm-hmm. that is That's not, not acceptable it's almost for medical 50, testing. 50. You yeah. might as well throw a coin. Yeah. Right. And so now I Elizabeth mean, Holmes is banned from owning or operating a lab for, I think, two years. I think she's, that's enough. she's never going to work she's, again. Yeah. Well, maybe I not. I mean... She'll get a job. It just yeah. might Banned be from a owning an, store. and operating a lab, but I don't believe has taken public responsibility. So there's a real disconnect there between um, reality and between actual reality and Theranos's version of yeah. reality. She's still sticking to her story or, or not admitting responsibility or anything. Yeah, which, which not surprising. Yeah, sure. CEOs and companies hate accepting responsibility Lots for the stupid things they do. Yeah. Cool-Aid. In fact, in fact, that's a lot of the companies that are on this list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another company that we decided had a bad year, although I will admit that this is slightly controversial, is <laughs> Apple. Um, Not bad financially, to be clear. Yes. Yeah. So their financial returns are still pretty strong. Our our point was less that Apple had a bad year, and also to be clear, a, a bad year by Apple standards would be a good year for many other companies. Yeah, that's true. Um, I believe our headline was even, it was a bad year for Apple fans. Yeah. A hard year. To be an yeah. Apple fan, yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, it's mostly for us, I think, it was a thing of Apple starting to get a little bit boring Yeah. when compared to, Microsoft is doing more interesting things than Apple at this point. Yep. Um, especially in terms of hardware. Yeah. Um, Google is the more interesting software company, I think, by most accounts. I think at this point, you know, this goes back and forth, but I think Android is probably the more interesting mobile operating system than iOS. Well, and don't discount Microsoft's um, efforts in software. Yeah. Either. yeah. I mean, they're, they're all trying and doing more interesting things, and Apple is kind of staying the course, making minor tweaks. And has left those of us who use Apple products with some hard choices. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's kind of the thing that pushed it over the edge from Apple had kind of a boring year. It was like, eh, the Apple Watch sure barely changed, and the iPad didn't change, mm-hmm. and whatever is. But then they went, have all the dongles. Right. I mean, <laughs> this is an iPhone 6, and I'm not thrilled to be using a two-year-old phone, but I'm also not thrilled at the idea of upgrading to either the iPhone 7 or the iPhone SE. Mm-hmm. I don't want the SE at all. It's no, I don't. For me. But I, 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 you like headphones. I'm fine enough with what I, I have like that I'm, I don't want to upgrade. And I feel the same way about um, a laptop. I don't actually own a personal laptop right now. I'm using oh. my work issued MacBook mm. Air, and part of the reason is I have not been fully satisfied with any of the new MacBooks that have come out or MacBook Pros that have come out this year. You know, other companies make laptops, Dana. I do, and so, <laughs> but I think that's the thing is Apple hooked a lot of us in by. Um, getting us to really buy into the ecosystem, which many of us did. And now, again, hard choices. Yeah. You can um, abandon the whole ecosystem. And then relearn a whole th- Leave your apps behind. Life. Yeah. All that. Um, or settle for um, hardware that really isn't quite what many of us were hoping for or waiting for. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by the 7 Plus. Like, I've been thinking about upgrading to that from my 6S, which is still fine. But like you said, that missing headphone jack, even though they're going to give me the, what, the USB, I'm sorry, the lightning earphones with the box, in the box, and I'm just like, no. no. I also kind of want the AirPods, but a lot of people said they look ugly, and I'm like, no. They're, they're, they're atrocious. They're not so bad. They're atrocious. They're not. They're pretty terrible. Your face is atrocious. <laughs> I mean, this is fair. Yeah. True. My face is definitely one of the biggest losers of the year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if but, um, we were not a tech site, we would have definitely written for about sure. my face. Yeah. I don't know, but I as as a non-super hardcore Apple fan, like but who still has and reviews some Apple products from time to time, I yeah, I was I found it I 
it's for me, I was like middle ground. I was like, yeah, I can see why people are super disappointed, but I also see that they're making some headway. Like after they remove the headphone jack, like you're you're gonna start seeing more and more people do the wireless headphone thing. You know, well, and I think too, what we're seeing here is a theme. Um, so we're talking about Apple, but this theme came up, I think, with Theranos and maybe mm-hmm. to an extent. Samsung, it probably came up in our discussion of Yahoo, but I think what you have are stubborn companies Mm. Mm -hmm. that um, there were probably inside each company people who could have said, um, hey, your blood testing technology technology doesn't work, or hey, Yahoo, your security protocols are outdated, or hey, Apple, um, people are going to be pissed off if you remove all of their full-size USB ports on the MacBook Pro. Yeah. I think... I think there probably were people inside each of those companies, and maybe Samsung. Hey, like, what are you doing, squeezing this gigantic battery into this slim frame? Um, There probably were people who raised these red flags, but I think you have this collection of stubborn companies that are now suffering from their own hubris, and I think Apple is. Yeah, no, that I completely agree with. Like, clearly, someone was like, "This is a bad idea," but they're like, "Nah, they're gonna love it. Yeah, we'll make this other thing called the AirPods and sell it for what four hundred bucks." So hypothetical for you. Um, Apple decides with the MacBook Pro not to do the stupid mm. touch bar thing, which is kind of, uh, as far as I can tell, useless. Eh, sure. I mean, I don't understand the purpose of it, if touch I'm honest. The touch bar thing is, is only part of it. And so. Well, this... well here was going to be my hypothetical question mm-hmm. is we're, we, at least I and we have in other cases, chastised Apple for getting a little bit boring. And this is one of their attempts at being different and interesting. If Apple releases the MacBook Pro without the touch bar, but keeps your USB ports and SD card slots and all that stuff, does Apple still end up a loser of the year? Um, that still does it. So I was going to say that doesn't wouldn't still address the battery life question, which was and is becoming more of an issue with the MacBook Pro. I, I, initial reviewers pointed that out, um, but you just had Consumer Reports for the first time not recommending the MacBook hmm. Pro because of um, inconsistent and poor battery life. And um, I think this, too, is where a stubborn company gets itself in trouble. Um, if you've seen Apple's response to Consumer Reports' testing um, and other reviewers' testing, but especially Consumer Reports, um, Apple's response is something like, well, we got long battery life in our own tests. Oh. I mean, you know? that's such an Apple response to things, though. It's like you're using it wrong. Yeah. You're holding it wrong. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, I, I, I believe, I, I don't believe Consumer Reports lied about their testing. I do believe that they ran the test multiple times. And mm. if you look at other reviews um, from other, other outlets that we respect, they also got kind of wonky, not so great battery life. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge problem yeah. um, because now they're starting to fail on the basics in pursuit of so-called innovation. And then, like, to your point, though, Terrence, if they had kept all the ports and then done away with the touch bar thing, I think they wouldn't have risen to the point of being one of the big losers of the year because one of the big um, contentions here is that the buy into the dongle first thing is one of the reasons, but I still feel like they would have disappointed a lot of people. It's more than the, I mean, it's it's the dongle life for both the phone and the MacBook. It's the touch bar, it's the no fun, the missing function keys, it's the battery life. Um, Yeah. It's all that stuff. It's a whole host of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, one one of the things that they did this year that was kind of boring was, again, the Apple Watch, which, excellent segue. <laughs> Good so job. Proud of myself. I'm yeah. proud of you, too. Let's talk sm- uh, smartwatches. Yeah, I was really sad this year. I'm so, like, <laughs> I was so sad. Are you literally the only person who cares about smartwatches? I might be. I don't know. But a lot of people on our team seem to care about Pebble, which this year got I, bought by Fitbit. I, which, is, which I don't understand. Everyone loves an underdog. Yeah, I, mean, and I don't feel strongly about Pebble, but and they were scrappy, and they and they burst onto the scene with a smartwatch before any of the big companies were making them. They had something that was functional. I'm sorry, I'm just going into my eulogy for Pebble no, right no, no, now. That's fine. But um, and they were one of the few that got me really excited about smartwatches, despite the fact that they were an e-ink display, which I really don't want to deal with ever again. Um, but then they, I'm sorry, yes. Well, I was going to ask. So why did did Pebble excite you? over other smartwatches. I got really seriously excited about the Pebble watches when the Pebble Time Round first launched. And that was the first ever smartwatch that ever fit under my winter coat, which is for some reason really narrow around the wrist. And that 
this watch was super thin, but it still did a lot, and it still lasted at least two or three days. The battery charge. life was always pretty decent. It was on always. Pebble watches. Yeah, it was one of the the few that would last at least a week. So I mean, that's similar to what a Fitbit would get you nowadays. So I can I kind of see where that buy or the acquisition sort of vaguely makes sense. But they're not going to make any more new Pebbles, and they kind of screwed all their fans over when they said, well, "Yeah, we're not shipping any of these things that you pre-ordered the last time we." Well, that and you know, people's devices will brick. Yeah. Not next year, but the year after. Which sucks. Like yeah. if you got a Pebble and it that why even do that? Like because. They're also shutting down all their software support, so I guess to prevent any more problems from that coming out, they're just bricking everything, which then you're just left with a bunch of relics. And, yeah. and none of this would be as, as big of an issue if there were more compelling alternatives. Was but that was kind of the yeah. point of your story that you wrote for us is there aren't. Yes. Yeah, so and not many are coming. Not Well, yeah, nothing seems to be coming, although Google did kind of tease the fact that it's, you know, working on two Android Wear smartwatches uh, next year, 2017. And but is that really exciting? Well, I mean, I know that Android Wear has its flaws. It's very limited. It's not very useful. Um, I mean, I, personally, I'd make the argument that smartwatches in general are not very useful. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like wearing watches. That might be why. Like I've always I like wearing watches yeah. too. Useful but not essential is yeah. what I would say. It's not essential for sure. I can see that. Um but for the people for people like me who who want that fancy techie thing on their wrist, that's not a fitness tracker, that's not only a fitness tracker. Smart watches have their uses like, you know, once they built in voice control into watches, like some of the watches this year we saw had Alexa functionality on them. Some of the Android Wear watches may even be able to do Google Assistant stuff in the future that let you control your smart home devices through Google Home, maybe. Well, haven't, hasn't Android Wear been able to do Google Now for They've some They've been time? able to do OK Google for yeah. voice control, for like open up this app, set an alarm. Um, Make the a Apple note Watch to self. can work with Siri. Um, I think that's one of the most useful you know, applications of smartwatches potentially coming in the future but a lot of them that we've seen this year the ones that were pretty good were the hybrids um you know traditional looking analog watches that have hidden fitness tracking abilities or some vibrating motors so i can get into those i can get into the like regular analog watches that have like a fitness tracker built in um why things had one yeah the another one that i have no idea how to pronounce that company's name withings activity steel um there's also the (laughs) i mean timex fossil even michael kors a lot of these like big brands that make watches or jewelry actually jumped in. But those are barely smart watches. Those are just watches with a pedometer built into. Yeah, them. and some of them, you know, do like notification things where they'll either light up to say, "Hey, green," it means you have a Facebook, you know, message, or blue means you have a Twitter a notification. Uh, some of them will vibrate to tell you someone's calling, and you can press a button and then you know to dismiss the call. So there are some of them that are useful. It's just like right now, this year just wasn't great. I still have hope though for the future. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I'm just so you're. Why you're, you gotta be so mean? So you're giving. So you like uh, Chris Velasco are hopeful. Yeah, I am. Hopeful. Smart smart watches are definitely one of the big losers of the year. They had a bad year in general. Nobody cares about them still, but you're hopeful for their future. I am hopeful. Um, I want to throw in one more point: is that, like two two other companies actually backed out of the whole wearables market altogether, including <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft and Motorola. So that's not good news. It's, no, it's no. not. Especially because uh, the band Microsoft's band, yeah. while a deeply, deeply flawed product. Yeah. Let's be a hundred percent clear. Uh, I, I reviewed the first one, and the two wasn't so bad. But the you thought the software better. platform was good enough to live on other devices. Yeah, I thought it. It was certainly the more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I thought it focused on the right things. Yeah. Um, whereas, I think Android Wear and Apple's Watch OS try to do too much, in many ways, and I think. Um, a lot of the fitness and health stuff that Microsoft has built in the back end is really where the the smartwatch wearable f- focus should be. Right. And their portion of that is much better, or at least at the time was much better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's sad to see Microsoft exit the wearable market because it was one of the more interesting devices, even if it was uh, yeah. not a consumer-ready product. Yeah. Um, I believe, actually, when I reviewed the first one, I said, like, it seems like it was it's a really good prototype but it's not a consumer product. I mean, and Motorola backing out isn't an encouraging sign either because the Moto 360 was one of the more popular Android yep. Wear watches ever. Um, I, it was the first one that I saw and went, Yep. 
maybe I could wear a smartwatch. I, I own one and I, I can't. The 360? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's gotten prettier. Let's, like, to be honest, the latest generations of it are the, the, nice main, the problem with the Moto 360 and a lot of these watches was yeah. um, battery life. Yep. The You're battery right. life is terrible and they're giant. So that's two, two problems, right? So the cases are always too huge. That's one of the reasons I like the time round because it was slim. And battery life, they only last about two days on a charge if they have anything like a color touch screen. Oh, the 360 lasted a day at most. I had it die on me. In that the was probably the first times. generation. You know, I don't so. mind that. Um, you wouldn't mind a day? No, I mean, so I, I, I wore the Apple Watch for a while for testing purposes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mind um, setting it aside on its charging disc at night. Um, my only thing there was that the disc was a little slippery, so mm. it didn't always, uh, you know, hold on to yeah. you, you might wake up and realize it wasn't charged. Well, I, d- I, I wouldn't mind charging it every night. I mean, I charge my phone every night. Yeah. Um, my issue was that the battery life wasn't good enough to make me feel comfortable, though. To rely on it. Yeah, right. so multiple times I had it die on me before I got home. Uh, a couple of those times was in the middle. Like, I was still at the office, and I looked down at my wrist and went, <laughs> There's no oh. time on there. <laughs> it depends on your use, your, the way you use it. But, yeah, I mean, even heavier users should should be able to rely on it. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, like, if I can't tell what time it is because my watch is dead, that's yeah. not an encouraging sign. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of problems with smartwatches. Like, so, but, the, like, always on display needs to be a thing. You should always be able to tell the time. And then battery life is a longstanding problem since the first iteration now. But we, we are seeing new technology come up. I mean, this year we saw a body heat, you know, what? No, no, it was body heat powered. Body right? heat powered smartwatch. Was it like body heat generating? No, no. like a body heat a watch powered that generates smartwatch. Body yeah, heat. Like, no, that's weird. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like yeah, so that that turns the the your body heat into power for your smartwatch, and I think that's like really smart. And they're going to be in talks with other companies to start Im- implementing this into other watches. So hopefully that'll become something we see in the future that will extend battery life for wearables. But the question again is for wearables that fitness seems to be the only way wearables can survive, yeah. right? If we're talking about not just smartwatches, and even smartwatches all have some kind of heart rate sensor on them, yeah. at least the good ones The good do. ones. So for that kind of device, though, battery life is even more essential because the second you take it off and you have to charge it for a day, your, your fitness metrics, at least for me, they're just all messed up. Yeah. So there is a lot to work on, but I think they're all working on it, though, so still hopeful. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Yay. All right. Um, we like each other. We don't like you. Nobody likes me. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> what do we want to talk about next? Do we want to... You're we the wa- host. You tell us. Yeah, bro. Well, I was going to say, do we want to end on the worst gadgets of the year in rapid fire succession, or do we want to end on the real, on the real downer piece? I think we should do the gadgets last, because we're end gadget. Okay, fair enough. Um, so the other piece that <laughs> may or may not be up by the time this episode goes live is um, the, the piece that I wrote, uh, about how the American Ooh. public is the biggest loser of 2016. God, Gadget, stop talking <laughs> about politics. Yeah. yeah. To be clear, I've, I've, I've actually left the comments on on this one. Awesome. <laughs> um, you so, did? Yeah. So I can't wait. To uh, read it. It's going to be really great. Um, I'm looking forward to all your hate mail. You're in Gadget, not in politics. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is, to be clear, though, this is not all about politics. I mean, that's part of it. Um, but this is more about, and this pulls in bits and pieces from other stuff that we wrote about as well. This pulls in stuff about Twitter. This pulls mm-hmm. in stuff about Yahoo. Um, and just kind of in general about how a lot of our faith and trust in these systems that we've come to rely on has broken down completely. And that, yes, that's partially our political system, but the reason this is a tech story, because I can sense people out there getting a little like... <laughs> Issues around cybersecurity, yeah. hacking, yeah. fake news on social media. Are, yeah. And you can't argue tech is becoming such a big part of our culture anyway that Right. And we're not and we're not covering politics just for politics' sake. We're yeah. not covering um, Obamacare. Um, unless their website crashes again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> at which point that's a tech story. Yeah. And and to be clear, we covered that. Yeah. At least I'm pretty sure. But yes, we did. I mean sure. things like um, <laughs> it's been a while. Tech policy, climate change policy, hacking, yeah, yeah. Um, and the role of social media in tipping elections is all very interesting to us, and definitely within our wheelhouse, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, um, it's hard to really boil this down into like one piece. Um, if you've ever wanted to read uh, just concentrated misery. <laughs> Uh, I, w- I would suggest going for this. This is just like all of the horrible things in the year distilled into like 
1,700 words. Or read words. your Terence's live journal. Yeah, I, I have. That yeah, is that's a, a thing. Sure, olds. Anyway. Live journal, just if somebody tell me if live journal still exists. Yeah, okay, we'll figure that out. Um, so, I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't, it, it's hard to even figure out where to start with this sort of stuff. Because, I mean, the, I think one of the biggest things is all of these hacks, and you touched on it with Yahoo. Um, I should actually probably update this post. I don't know if I have the latest Yahoo hacks in here. Uh oh. Uh, Wasn't the most recent thing... Um, I do not have the most recent Yahoo hacks. With a billion people? The, yeah. You should edit that. I'm going to edit that the moment this episode we finish recording this episode. Yeah. So when you read this tomorrow, you'll have slightly new copy in here. There you go. Um, so, I mean, between 1.5 billion Yahoo accounts being hacked, um, there was the Oracle thing where, like, 330,000 cash registers were compromised. A uh, whole bunch of hotels were hit. Mm-hmm. There's actually new... There was a story coming around yesterday or the day before about how Holiday Inn Express might have been compromised, so more credit card numbers could have been stolen. You couldn't even buy a burger at Wendy's this year without worrying about whether or not your identity was going to be stolen. That's how shitty of a year it was. I wonder, though... I mean, part of the thing for Yahoo was that they waited two years to tell people about their breach, right? So Yahoo's yes. thing technically happened two years ago, but... One breach was two years, the other was three. Yes. Yeah. So, so those are technically older, yeah. but they only came out this year, which is part of the reason why it's a this year story. Right. I, I totally get why this is a this year story, but it's also been, like... Security's not been great for years now. No. It's just There's a spotlight on it this year. And I, I think, you know, there's a whole bunch of high-profile stories that kind of highlighted how difficult it is even to manage security. Like, I and plenty of other people have shit on Yahoo for their shitty security practices, and deservedly so. Um, but it's not like every it's like this is easy stuff to figure out either. No. Um, we had the Leslie Jones hack, which was one of the big uh, celebrity ones, but even, like, our tech CEOs couldn't seem to keep their goddamn Twitter profiles from getting hacked. This like, was the year of our mine, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's huge. Zuckerberg, Dorsey, Dick Costello, uh, Sundar Pichai, um, Daniel Ek of Spotify. Like, all of these people had some of their accounts compromised yes. in some way. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's was probably the most embarrassing. Yeah. Um, what was his password again? I don't remember. Uh, his password I mean, was really terrible. That's like, he got hacked because like he, doesn't, all people. he doesn't know how to set a password. That's why. Um, <laughs> I think I might be Did he not have two-factor authentication? Um, I don't believe he had two-factor authentication turned on. What a dummy. Which is part of the reason this happened. Uh, what a we, bonehead. We don't have it in the story. Um, I do remember, though, that whatever... Part of the reason he was able to be hacked so easily is that his password was something dumb, like la, la, la. Like, it was like... <laughs> it was, and That's then amazing. he used it for, like, multiple things. He also just told the whole world my password. Oh. Thanks a lot. Well, you should change that before I this know. episode goes up. So, I mean, it was, it was all of this stuff, and then you had on top of that all of these government agencies that couldn't keep their shit together. Uh, the IRS had over 100,000, like, EPINs stolen, employees at the FBI and Department of Homeland Security were, had stuff stolen, the election boards mm. in Arizona and Illinois were hacked, um, the DNC, obviously, John Podesta, there was all the WikiLeaks nonsense, um... I'll I'll actually avoid talking too much about the political stuff, yeah. except to say that, you know, it was sad to watch WikiLeaks, who I think most people have a kind of complicated relationship with to begin with. Um, I know I do. But they, at least if always seemed to be a principled organization focused on promoting radical transparency, and this year they became, like, an opposition research arm for the Trump campaign. Yeah. Like, and that was just sad to watch. And Julian Assange is a pathetic human. Fuck you, Julian Assange. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. All right. Keep going. No, that's yeah. Uh, no, we want all of this vitriol out of you. I, I, I I'm partially angry because I was reading an article this morning uh, on the way in by uh, one Glenn Greenwald, who, as Dana can attest, I have some issues with. <laughs> um, about. Uh, this Guardian piece that went up a couple of days ago talking about uh, Assange. Mm. Uh, what was the... Oh, was I actually a, haven't seen this article. So the Guardian p- published this article a couple of days ago saying that uh, Assange offers guarded praise of Trump and mm. um, 
all of these other things. And most of the information from it came from an interview from an, with another outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, the Guardian article is garbage. Um, it's very, very misleading. It attributes things to Assange that he never said. Mm. Um, so Glenn Greenwald, being Glenn Greenwald, had to publish this giant takedown of this journalist because Glenn Greenwald has nothing better to do with his life than troll other journalists instead of doing actual reporting. Um, but you should read his takedown because he has a point that this article is garbage, but also Glenn Greenwald's article is garbage. So, Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it, but now I will. Now I will, too, <laughs> and try to say his name ten times in a row. So what else do we want to talk about <laughs> now that I've just shit on Glenn Greenwald for How a while? How about worse gadgets? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. That would be so much fun. Um... What do we want to start with? There's no point in talking about the Galaxy Note 7, really. Yeah. Um, because we've already talked about that. We already talked about the iPhone 7 and their stupid headphone adapter dongle. And we all we just dongles. made the dongle the, the worst gadget. We didn't make the whole phone. The, the just yeah, the dongle. Just the yeah. dongle. The phone so the iPhone fine. 7 is not the worst gadget. It's not. It was fairly well reviewed. Yeah. Just the dongle is the yeah. worst. All of their dongles. Yeah. There's so many crap devices this year. For me, off the top of my head, the yoga book was pretty bad. Just... It's Getting rid of the keyboard altogether. So tell us a bit about that one. So um, I'm, I don't know if everybody can tell. I'm not the big gadget guy here. So I think I'm, everyone can tell. I'm not actually super familiar with some of the stuff on this. Like I don't know what the Sony you Xperia the X performance is. And one side of this book is the screen, and the other is this blank surface that um, doubles as both a light up keyboard and I remember this and one, no. a sketching surface. But you try typing on a flat surface. Like yeah, imagine if a As table if it were a keyboard you, replacement yeah, had had like outlines of letters, and you all you had to do is type them, that, type on it. That's so yeah, this was this was the this was the one that I literally didn't understand the purpose of. Yeah, because to me the entire purpose of buying like a Lenovo, of, I, I guess it's technically not a ThinkPad, but of buying like the yeah. ThinkPad brand is to get like the, the top notch keyboard. And if you don't have a keyboard, why are you making that machine? I mean, so it was billed as something for creative, so I get that, like note-taking to to kind of mimic a real live, realistic note-taking experience, the, but it was also kind of marketed as a productivity device, and that's where it majorly failed. They, they do know that they have touch screens and styluses that work really well, right? To be fair, they they did have a like good-ish paper and pen experience. You could write on real paper with their provided pen, and it would be safe to the computer. I was... And I thought your review was fair. I mean, because you didn't recommend that people actually buy this, but you did give them a nod toward um, the innovation. Yeah. I like that it reminded me of that Microsoft Folio product that was leaked Man. but never came yeah, out. Yeah, that, like, concept device, which, I, I mean, I admit as well, I was, like, always intrigued. I was like, this looks pretty dope. I, and to be fair, and if Lenovo was watching this, because, like, when I first saw it, me and Chris Velasco took that briefing. When we first saw it, we were, like, mind-blown. We were like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like, it looks amazing. But then, like, trying to actually type on the keyboard at several meetings, I took the thing with me to, like, five different important briefings. I mean, I think there's value in the fact that this was really about the size of a paperback book, maybe a little bigger, and yes. it was super light. You could really just easily grip it in your fingers. Yeah. I think there's value in that. I don't know if I want that to be my typing experience. No. But um, even, even for, like, note-taking in a lecture, that was, like, it was not easy. It's like I when I wrote my notes down, when I write notes on paper, I can write every which way. But when you do that on a stylus and you have to be aware of its orientation or on uh, the digitizer, I mean, like, and you're worried about going out of bounds and it will be saved, that's just too much to deal with. So anyway, it failed. <laughs> Sorry, that's, Lenovo. Yeah, that's why it made the list. We're not trying to shit on every yeah, we gadget appreciate. on this list. We but. appreciate the effort. It was like an interesting thing you tried. It just yeah. But if we're talking uh, about the worst reviewed gadgets of on Unfor- Gadget this year, it's one. It's yeah. one of them. I, mean, I remember one that I did that was worse that... Came, that I reviewed after Worst Gadgets was decided. It was the Xperia year. Oh, yes. That got only, what, 59? Oh, yes. So we, by the time Sherman that, did this review... That's one of the worst reviews we've published in a while. It was a, it was a score of 59, and, and yeah. it came out after we had already decided on this list and sort of got the story ready. Um, but that would have made this list, for sure. That sh- would have, should have. And it would have been the second Sony product to be on, on this list. There was a $700 phone where Chris Velasco, who normally... Loves... He's kind of a phone geek, and he, he normally, I think, roots for the products he's testing and, yeah. and goes in with the benefit of the doubt, wants them to do well. Um, uh, even he was like, why are you, why would you buy this? Yeah. So this is another one that I'm not familiar with. 
We're talking about the Xperia X performance. It's basically yet another one in the Xperia line, which it's Sony's line is a little confusing. Yeah, aren't all Sony phones Xperia phones? Isn't that just like the name of the Sony sure, phones? They are, but so that but there were a few Xperia Xs, mm-hmm. and then there's the Xperia XZ, then there's the Xperia Z. Oh wait, so Xperia X is the line, e, e, and this, there's like 17 versions of the Xperia X, is what you're saying? There's, yeah, there's the X Compact, there's the X Performance, there's the regular X. There's then there's like some for other countries. Not on Z yet, right? XZ was announced. I don't know why it's the point is they have a anyway. big lineup. Yeah. This and they all look the so same. Dumb. They all have the same blockish, rectangular look. Anyway, the thing no about the... No wonder Sony can't yeah. seem to get its shit together in the phone world. Yeah. <laughs> and in this case, um, it's not even like it was a terrible phone. But it was $700, which is really flagship level in terms of pricing. And it just didn't fare well next to the competition. Yeah. Leaving people few reasons to buy it. I don't even know if it fared that well against some of its... Um, you know, Similarly companion, yeah. so, companion um, Sony devices, you know? Yeah. Like, and didn't this one have the predictive autofocus on the on the camera, which was supposed to get you more crisp shots, but the camera just really wasn't that great anyway? There may have been one issue. That's There's so many issues with the Xperia X performance and the, the rest of the line. So don't buy those phones, just, any of yeah. them. Avoid Sony for a while for, for phones and gadgets, I would say. More for phones. <laughs> more for phones and the ear. Yeah. Buy their gaming consoles and TVs, yeah. sure. Maybe VR headsets. Do they have a VR headset? PSVR. Oh, okay. Which was on our best gadgets. Yeah. Which is on our best gadgets. Yeah. Um, do we need to talk about the Tag Heuer connected thing? Tag Heuer, holy Hoyer, crap. Whatever. I Whoa. Mispronouncing words is You're like, the American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's sorry. mispronouncing words is like what I do. <laughs> Tag Heuer's $1,500 Android Wear watch. When you think about the fact, this is something I said in the smartwatches piece. When you think about the fact that most Android Wear watches cost between one hundred and fifty and three hundred dollars, and and this Tag Heuer connected doesn't do anything different. You're paying like a twelve hundred dollar premium just for that Tag Heuer brand and build. Which, no, no, just no. We don't even really need to say anything other than that. Yeah. Really, that kind of explains everything. That's it. <laughs> That's all. Um, what are these smart headphone things? I literally have no idea what this is. They, um, they're these headphones with the, the LCD screen on the ear cup, and you can make it display custom messages. And um, Why would somebody this, want this? Exactly. It's sort of continuing <laughs> the why theme. Why? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just a big why, and that's it. That's all of it. I don't even know if we gave that a full review, but I think um, it was bad it enough. It was goofy enough to make our list. Yeah. I should probably read the site sometime. Sometimes. <laughs> the site called Engadget, yeah. Once yeah. in a while, I should check it out. Yeah. Stop having Twitter fights with people. And <laughs> True. Or <laughs> reading your site. comments. To be fair, I don't really read the comments. I, yeah. Well, anyway. Um, Let's go to the GoPro, because then we can talk. You can go whole hog on the last on the one. Another product yeah. that we liked okay. until it was recalled. Yeah, right? So we actually liked it. The Go, yeah, but. <sighs> it's a foldable drone. Yeah. That was pretty decent. It was, I believe our score was 78. We did give it a full proper review. We are still waiting for it to possibly go back on the market mm-hmm. so that we can retest it and give but it a final. What was it recalled for? I do remember that, that it was 16 days after it hit the market. It was, rec- it was recalled. Um, after it hit the market. Yeah. And it would. It would hit the ground. It would. Whoa. Oh. Did I walk out at you on the air? Yep. Dana Pun. Dana I don't like puns. <laughs> I think you do. I think you secretly like I don't puns. I like it when you guys make puns. <laughs> oh, she I only see. likes she it when she does. She does yeah. Kind of. She does do a lot of them. Has Dana ever told you that when I'm on vacation, every time I come across like a cheesy t-shirt with a pun on it in like a gift shop, I have to like send it to her? Just like I feel so sorry every, for you, Dana. Every time I see like a pun in public, I'm just like, Dana. However, well, now I will start doing that too, so... It was the, the Harry Otter t-shirt that I saw in the, in the aquarium, and I was like, this is for Dana. <laughs> okay, now you've just given me free reign to do that to Dana. Yeah. But, um, so, the, so, so the, apparently the Karma drone would what, lose power midair and then just drop. So it's not a small device. It wouldn't hurt someone when it fell out of the sky. Yeah. That's a good, recall. That's a good reason to recall something. I agree. And when your drone doesn't fly, that seems well, like was a that another? major problem. <laughs> anyway, that's a fail. Yeah. That's a big fail. 
Um, last one on our list, though. <gasps> Hi. You have snap glasses. Yeah. Snapticles. Snapticles. Yeah, we're on air right now. Come on, talk. Spectacles. Uh, spectacles. I spectacles. just made them snapticles. Yeah. Yeah. God, I hate these things. But no, what really made the list were their filters, right? Yeah. So the the glasses didn't make the list. The glasses I proposed to be on the best devices list. Like, did you really? Email. Yeah. I was like, yo, these are great. Why does she still work for us? <laughs> because I buy <laughs> shit like this. That's why. She's All right? charming. It's um, true. Because I'm charming, or yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, not the glasses. The spectacles are not charming. Charming Sherlyn. It's a thing. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. The thing on the list was the Snapchat filters that we talked about on one of our episodes. Multiple well. racist filters. God. What, what is wrong with this company? To be fair. <laughs> and commenters, save your emails arguing with yeah. us about whether Yellowface is, is racist. racist. It's racist, Because it's guys. fucking racist. God but damn. to be fair, but I will be fair, there have been filters on Snapchat that put Marilyn Monroe's face on you. And I remember one of the issues we had was it put Black Marley's, uh, Black Marley. God damn Bob it, Marley's <laughs> Bob Marley's face on you. So, like, I don't see why, I mean, I, I see why there's no argument for the Marilyn Monroe one, and then, but there is still one for the Bob Marley one. But I can see why people would make the argument that it's not racist. Like, because there is that variety of celebrity faces, despite, you know, I haven't used the Marilyn Monroe one. Also, I don't use Snapchat. Because, like, in general, black people putting on a white face as a a temporary costume isn't a thing. Yeah, no one's ever done it. Not since the movie White Chicks. Well, that was a great movie, though. It's on cable all the time. And Netflix. I watch it all the time. (laughs) It's so good. White Chicks just came up on the Engadget podcast, and I feel like I should retire now. I think... I feel like that's the perfect place to just end my career. You should go home and watch <laughs> it and curl up in a blanket and you let it... Do, in, yeah. Instead of a, a shitty comment of the week to end the podcast, you could just end it with me yeah. quoting just, White Chicks. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Can we both do that? <laughs> just all day. Do both of you know quotes from White Chicks off the You'll top be, of your head? Okay, Terry... I'm Cr- about to throw a P- BF. Terry Crews was in that movie, which means yes, it can't be the worst thing in the world, because Terry Crews is the best Who human was he, the father? of all the humans. Was he the dad? He was the... Um, the twins, the, the evil dad? He was the love interest who didn't realize he was dating a man dressed Shit, as a man. that's amazing. Yes, he was really good in that. I mean, Terry Crews is great. He sang um, A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton in there. His rendition <laughs> of that was amazing. You should watch it just for that. Terrence, we have hijacked your podcast. That's and I am fine. Not sorry. I'm, I'm pretty okay with we just talking talk, about white we, chicks we for should, the rest of this. We should do a movies podcast sometime. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, no, those filters, I get why they're there. They were insensitive. Yeah. yeah. Why they're there on the list. Yeah, yeah the not, why they, not why they exist. I don't understand why they exist. Yeah, now that I think about it. But again, this comes back to a company's stubborn response. Snapchat... Yeah could have said, you know, you're right. Sorry. We accept your feedback. This didn't occur to us, but we'll do better next time. They sort of doubled down on it not being racist, which I think was the worst part of all. And then did it again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because they did the Bob Marley one. They also did, uh, didn't they do one before that too? Or was that somebody else? I mean, there have been a bunch since, and there was a bunch before. And then they did the yellow face one. The yellow face one, which, yeah. I mean, which basically just makes you look like... Uh, it's racist, and you know it's unoriginal. There are so many... If, if the idea is to contort people's faces in weird ways, making someone a different race seems like one of the least creative things you can do. I have to say that looking at Snapchat's competitors, though, like one of them is called Snow, and it's like a Korean or Chinese app that has been doing this since before Snapchat. They've been doing some real crazy shit. We just have you just because it's not as popular as Snap in America. No one's called them out on their shit, and you would I I feel like Snapchat seems to be borrowing some of their filter ideas from um, Snow. I mean, maybe so it's possible. So maybe they did that in a way that. And and they've seen success on the Snow app, so they were like, oh, yeah, people will love it here, too. And then think about the ramifications in all, for an American audience, maybe. Which is weird, because it's run by a bunch of Americans. Yeah. Like, they just didn't I'm, think. Making people look like Mickey Rooney's character from Breakfast at Tiffany's is not acceptable under any circumstances. Like, ah, ah! Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. I think we, I think we're, yeah, I think we're good. I just, I... I just don't understand how they're so dumb. How anybody could be so fucking dumb. Everyone on this list this year was pretty dumb. Everyone on our losers week was like needs to kind of sit back, think about what they've done. Can we give them all a timeout? Can we put them in the corner? 
I would love to put Snapchat in the corner and just make them think about what they've done. Sure. Yeah. Have I officially scared Dana? No. <laughs> She's just sitting there in complete silence now. I don't now. think you scare anyone, Terrence. You know who's the biggest loser this week? I mean, this year, though. Have we decided the winners and losers for Flame Wars? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Who? Was it Gorman? Yeah. It's Gorman and Trout. Wait, which is the, who's the winner and who's Gorman's the loser? Gorman's the loser? Yeah. Gorman's the loser? Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we're gonna have we're gonna have yes. them both on the podcast at CES. Yes, uh, and Trout will dole out some form of punishment to Gorman. Amazing. Um, we're we're working out the exact details of what that's gonna be. Amazing. I have some ideas. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Do we get to start with a clean slate next year? Yep. Yes. Post CES, the standing boards will restart. Uh, um, we're gonna change the way we do the scoring. I think something a little bit more. Who uh, was the second place? I believe Mona. Mona. Because she came on once and won. What? She came on one time. What? <laughs> you thought it was you, Dana? I thought it was someone who's like been on the podcast more than once. Nope. Yeah. She she's she's only been on once and therefore she was able to like maintain. Yeah, yeah, it's so so the final standings are Chris Trout, Mona, Dana, Devindra, Velasco, Sherlin, Nate, Michael. I kicked Nate's ass. That's good. There we go. Yep. So that's that. Something to look forward to next year. Yeah. A better leaderboard. There we go. And You mean a, a, be, a better leaderboard? You mean one where Sherlyn is ranking higher I, or I than just, before? Yeah, I'll just like okay. sit out more yeah. of them, yeah, yeah. basically. Um, so before we wrap up the last episode of 2016, Ooh. Sherlyn, do you have any final thoughts? I love y'all. Not really. Oh. Yeah. Uh, where can the fine people bother you and wish you a happy new year on the internet? At Sherlyn Lowe on Twitter. Dana, any parting thoughts for this year? Um, I will see you all in hell. And by hell, I mean Las Vegas. Yes, that is certainly <sighs> hell. The podcast will resume there. Yep. For now, um, I am at Dana Wallman on Twitter. Yep. Um, I also have no parting thoughts because my brain has stopped working. And you've just shouted all your other thoughts. You did. Yeah. Yes. My, well, I mean, those Today. are my final thoughts are just, uh, Yeah. Like, yeah. just incoherent yelling. Um... But yeah, you can find me on the internet. I'm at Terrence O'Brien. Lots of E's, no A's. Send us your feedback, questions, comments. Rate us on iTunes. Subscribe in your podcast player of choice. All of that uh, fine nonsense. Uh, We will see you next week from the ground uh, in Las Vegas for the wonderful time of year yeah the for ces it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing we're gonna have all sorts of fun shit on the stage though uh including multiple episodes of the podcast no multiple episodes um but before we go i want to leave you with the comment of the week which is also the understatement of the year from 11 11 2016 is a bad year oh great indeed (laughs) 